let the party begin here in West Lafayette. One of the top five places to watch a college basketball game. I would argue you can't find a better one. Three on the way. Bullseye! I feel the electricity in the house. The passion. It's a wall of sound. So here it back. It is four with Ryan. They got a wall of action. Planted for three. This is the Boiler Ball Podcast. Welcome to the Purdue Basketball Podcast. I'm Elliot Bloom, joined by the voice of the Boilermakers, Rob Blackman, episode 88 here on the podcast. And we continue our mini-series, so to speak, of changes in college athletics. Uh, Previous episode, we had Ken Halpin on, our deputy AD, talked about a variety of topics. This week, want to bring in another member of our administrative team, Peyton Stovall, joins us here on the podcast. Peyton, uh, thank you so much for taking time to join us. Hey, Rob. E. It's a pleasure. Yeah, we want to uh, get a. I, I wanted to get your perspective. You work very closely with all of our student athletes. Uh, I guess pretty much on a daily basis. I mean, you're you're uh, involved in a lot of different areas, which we'll get into. Um, and I and I'm curious to get your take and and especially kind of hear some of the feedback you've gotten from them on all the changes afoot in college athletics. But before we get to that. Uh, first of all, tell us for the people listening, our listeners who don't know a little bit about yourself, where you grew up. Yeah, this is home, Lafayette. Uh, this is this is where I was born and raised. Born and raised a Boilermaker. I uh, wore that black and gold when I was uh, uh, just a, a little tight running around in this place, man, watching Big Dog and uh, laughing because now I work with with uh, you know a legend in my mind you know Todd Foster uh, you know he's a legend in my mind you know and uh, got to watch Brandon Brantley I saw Ian Stanback just a couple of weeks ago here on campus uh, like those are guys that that uh, you know yeah I had fun watching when I was a kid I was in this gym all the time so uh, Lafayette is, is is home for me uh, I had the opportunity to, to, to play basketball in college Played at Ball State University, um, uh, and and from there worked at NCAA a little bit, and then uh, I, I got into high school athletics. So I was a high school AD for about a decade uh, before coming here to Purdue to, to 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 lead our student athlete development. Did you know early on you wanted to work in athletics? Yeah, I knew right away that uh, first you know growing up I want to play basketball. Yeah, you know, and then when it when I had that Plan B type when I tore my ACL my sophomore year. Uh, and then toward again my sophomore year, uh, I, I started to recognize I need to have a, another option <laughs> other than just hoops. Uh, and so I, I said, you know, my passions are basketball. Uh, they're, they're they're also building relationships and people. And so I kind of connected those things and helping people. And this is this is my lane. Does it? Am I safe to assume? I think anybody that <clears throat> grows up, I was this way. When you're a kid and you're playing basketball, you're like, well, I'll be in the NBA. That's that's yeah, what I'll of do. Course, I'm, of course, I'm going to be in the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> I assume that was the same with you. Oh yeah, I mean you can't watch a Michael Jordan. Right. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Bulls fan, so like mm. you know I, you can't watch it, that game and, and not think that you can do those things that Mike did out there, right? So uh, when I when, when we were little, uh, you know, shooting a jump shot from the three point line, it was it was Mike. You're like like Mike. Yeah. Uh, or or you you know 
turned to, to Kobe was Kobe right yeah. after that. It was a Kobe from three. I'm not sure who it is today. It might be Steph. Yeah, Steph probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Well, I was curious because at what point do you does Plan B kick in? You know, yeah. you know, for you go for so long as a kid, like, well, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. I'm a ball. I'm going to be in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Wonder what team I'll play for. You know, all these mm-hmm. things, and then you realize, like, nah. You know, for yeah. me, like, there's not a lot of uh, slow. Uh, six foot white dudes that you know can't jump over a pencil that are in the league, and so that reality hits, and then you're like, okay, well now I got to figure out what exactly I really am gonna do. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean sports, I assume was a big part. It you, was, and you wanted to stay around. You mentioned you're a people person, which it's I would agree that's one of your strengths. You're very uh, engaging um, in the department here, and so when you were at Ball State. The second injury happens, did you decide? Like, did you find ways to try to get involved yeah. in the athletic department there? Yeah, yeah. So um, I did my I do my, did my due diligence as a freshman sophomore, um, knowing that you know I I got a network and I thought that was important early and I had a, a good SID um, at that time, uh, Chris Taylor. He was uh, he made sure that hey. You know, you had potential to be really good. We want to make sure that you make an impact here in in, in Muncie. Uh, and so my freshman year, um, after I was a runner-up for um, freshman player of the year, uh, he made sure that I was getting out into the community, doing those things that are going to help me long-term um, for a potential run at being player of the year mm-hmm. at some point. So uh, he helped me with my campaign, and uh, um, really it started as a campaign, and then it moved quickly into – I want to be a better servant leader, um, and so uh, that he built that helped build that in me, and it really helped me. It was probably my, my sophomore year when I realized I got to do more if I want more. Yeah, you was know. coaching ever part of the equation or no? Always an athletic administration. Man, I, I played for Tim Buckley and, and those guys. They were in the film room all day long. I said, yeah. you know what, maybe that might not be my route, yeah. you know. But uh, <laughs> I said, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to live at home a little bit. So I. I I saw that coaching was um, it sometimes can consume a lot of your time in life, yeah. so I, I said uh, that's probably not my route. Uh, but I did like the behind the scenes, um, how to prepare student athletes for events, um, preparing the staff. I like that. That interested me. Um, so uh, being able to do that is something that I was happy to, to jump into. One of the things that really impresses me with you, Peyton, in your resume is. In a lot of ways, you started from the bottom. You were a PE teacher. Yeah. Then an AD down in Evansville at North High School. And then an AD at Lafayette Jeff. I mean, you have paid your dues. Yeah. And I, I can appreciate that uh, yeah. very much. So, appreciate it. Uh, what, what, I mean. This is a guy I, who carried Clisby's bag. For, yes, you know, I know what it's like <laughs> to be at the bottom so. rung. Uh, but, I mean, you know, look, there are a lot of guys in your position that didn't quite start as low as you did. You right. started at the bottom and just started working away from the top. That's to be admired. Yeah, and I'll tell you, just keep chipping away. And I think, uh, um, you know, I, that's something that my parents kind of instilled in me um, as, as two that uh, from, the, you know, the Gary area, uh, from the region that, you know, they had to – uh, they had to fight for everything they kind of had, and so they, they instilled that in, in me and my brother and my sister. But uh, I got to watch my brother too. He ran track here, right? Uh, and he was the uh, the short guy that you know on the on, on the track team running the, the 110 meter hurdles, the high hurdles. And they were like, "Hey, man, you got long legs to do this." And he's like five six, you know. Wow. And, and he he ended up being a Big Ten champ, you know. And so those are the things I saw. Is like, hey, you know, as long as you 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 bust your tail, there's ways to get it done. Uh, and and that's kind of 
kind of what I've I've tried to do. Your sister ran track at Ball State, right? Yeah, I'm the so, slowest one of my family. I was going to say, brother yeah. and sister yeah. ran track and field, and <laughs> yeah. you must have been pretty slow. Yeah, yeah. My, 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 my sister tells me that all the time, and I'm the slowest fast kitty that she knows. <laughs> Peyton gets his confidence up when he plays noon ball against the rest of us. It <laughs> no. makes us look like we're all standing in slow motion. So. Nothing better than noon ball. Because you are in slow motion. <laughs> Now I'll say before he's he's gonna try to escape here. Now he's got a jumper, he's got a burner that is pretty tough. Uh, so you can't just leave this guy open. And I found that out the first couple times he shows up to to, to noon ball. I said, you know, I'm a guard. I'm a guard to hold the guy back over there. And then I soon found out that I'll be switching. I'll be switching. I want the slow guys, not not the guys shooting threes from deep. So when you got done playing, did you immediately go into? Did you immediately go into the AD role? Uh, when I got done playing in twenty uh, in two thousand eight, um, I went to I was a grad assistant at Ball State for two years. Gotcha. Um, That's yep, right. yep. So then I went to when I when I went to uh, um, the NCAA. I was working men's and bas- men's and women's basketball championships. How'd you like that? It was good. It was good. I saw I saw the behind the scenes of preparing for the Final Four. Like I mm-hmm. like I. I never had the opportunity to get there, and or even play in the NCAA tournament. So I always really wondered, like, what's it take to pre- to prepare for an event like this? And it was, uh, it was enlightening. Yeah, like the amount of detail. Um, yeah, and it helped out a ton. Yeah, massive undertaking. When we get every year, we make the tournament. You kind of sit around. So it's election Sunday. The name gets called. You come up to the office, and and you get sent the manual, and yeah. every site. So there's eight first round sites. And every site, the manual comes, and it's, I don't know, 200 pages. Yeah. And wow. some of it's, you know, copy that every site gets the same one. But every, yeah. some sites, it's all, it's site-specific. And so you think about, like, golly, they, you know, they crank out eight 200-volume, you know, site manuals every. And then you got to do four more for the regionals and, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, there is a ton, there's a ton of detail. And they go painstakingly detailed to make it all equitable and fair for each team i mean there's a lot a lot of behind the scenes work so how long were you down in indy doing that uh for about six months before um uh, you know i realized that that i wanted to get into coaching a little bit (laughs) now it was different i wanted to get into high school coaching so i i while i was also a uh intern working for the ncaa uh, i was also coaching um over at yorktown uh, high school. Oh, I didn't assistant. know that. Yeah, I was assistant yeah. coach over there, um, uh, and so I was helping out there with with, uh, uh, with their team and those guys. They were all over me because I just had graduated and like they were on the edge of every word I said. And I said, "This is where I'm gonna make my biggest impact." It's high school athletics. Sure. So I yeah, switched yeah, out yeah. to intercollegiate, went to high school in interscholastic, uh, and that's where I was for about ten years, man. And I, I loved every minute of it. It was good. So when you first moved over to an AD role. Talk about that, the differences of like, yeah. now I'm a little bit more in charge. Yeah. It's like you kind of end up, you kind of enter a grown-up world. It was, quick. man. It was tough because uh, at, at my age, I was t- about 26 in, in the AD role at a 4A high school uh, down in Evansville, at Evansville North. And it was tough because uh, a lot of the older folks that were coaches had maybe, maybe been there for 20 30 years yeah like who's this young kid coming in here telling me how to run my team um but it was it it came down to perspective i was able to bring that to to the table and um just organization i think that's um you know the energy and enthusiasm to be able to support 
coaches and their teams. Um, that's, that's what it really came, comes down to as an AD. Did you have – what was your tie-in to getting that job? Yeah, so um, Scott Bunnell was uh, – Oh, yeah. Was at, yeah, he yeah, was an yeah, assistant yeah, coach yeah. at Ball State, and then he took the head coaching job at uh, Lafayette Jeff, and then he took the, the head coaching job at, in Evansville, at Evansville North. And so that's he was right. down there. Okay. And so I came down that way to, to coach with him and then, um, you know, moved up from there. And then obviously make your way back home. Yeah. Become AD over at Lafayette Jeff. Yeah. Um, that's where I first got to know you. Yep. You were over there kicking butt. We worked together on a couple things. I think yep. we worked together on that USA. Yeah, that was oh, awesome. Man. Uh, exhibition game. We played uh, Canada over there. Yeah. And yeah, did that. I find it funny that you talked about getting staying away from coaching because of the, <laughs> the hours that go into that job. I know many a high school AD. That's so true. And I'm, That's so true. I, they don't ever sleep, I don't so think. True. When school yeah. year starts, yeah. they are at every game, every yeah. practice, till midnight yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. It is probably a uh, different, different passion. Um, uh, you know, with the coaching, I, I was just dealing with one team. And I think I was like, intrigued just dealing with every student athlete like how can i impact all of you make you feel like this is the best experience and and uh i think that's where where the drive was but you're very right i was in that office all the time right yeah uh you know monday monday sunday just grinding out so my kids kind of grew up in the in in that space which was fun too so so you got tired of putting up with coaches' crap, and you like the students. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but obviously, you you found that you had a passion to work with young people, yeah. and student oh. student athletes in particular. Um, you get a call uh, a few years ago from Purdue, um, and then you come aboard as one of our assistant ads. Mm-hmm. So talk about. Uh, your role here for Purdue now and what you do for us. Yeah, man, I have the opportunity. To, uh, it's the opportunity of a lifetime. You know, I get to, to be a, at a place where I love um, and, and I grew up watching, uh, you know, the people that were here, the student athletes impact our community. Like I get to work with those people. And so uh, my job here is, you know, we run our team. It's called Empower. It's student athlete development. And we have an opportunity to really hit them on, on, on five big things. And that's uh, you know, leadership, career and professional development. Uh, we also do a lot of community service, um, and then that mental health uh, and some DNI, all on all some diversity and inclusion all together. Um, that's kind of what we package for for each one of our kids, our student athletes, and provide those opportunities for them to to really maximize their potential um, as young people who are going to be our potential leaders uh, one day. So uh, a lot of things that we get to do, some fun stuff, uh, you know, when it comes to etiquette dinners, you know, my wife already, already tells me how to eat, so I get to tell somebody else gets to tell us, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, so, you know, but uh, th- those are fun things, energy things, engagement-wise, uh, that uh, our student-athletes get to, 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 to do, um, that we have the, the pr- privilege of watching them grow uh, throughout their careers. So in the last few years, what's the biggest change with our athletes that you've noticed? Like maybe things that they're focusing on, asking for help with, what's the biggest area of change? You know, obviously, and I hate to bring up old news, but like COVID impacted a lot of young people. Mm -hmm. Um, So the mental health uh, uh, has been a huge piece of the puzzle. Um, Just with, uh, you know, obviously everybody got on, on, you know, their social media, iPads or whatever it is um, uh, and, Sometimes they came at student athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they became became targets, um, and so uh, a lot of our student athletes are going through that phase of trying to not watch so much social media and let that 
kind of run your uh, how you run your life. Um, so we're, we're dealing with a lot of that uh, from that sense of, of things, the diversity part. Um, you know, we, there was a lot of things that uh, went down in the time frame from from COVID during that uh, um, that period that um, a lot of our, our student athletes are still coping from and trying to, uh, you know, figure out who they are after some of those things that took place. Because, you know, from that point, everybody was very vocal about what their stance was on anything. Right. Uh, and right. so. Some young people found out, well, well this person doesn't uh, agree with me on this. This person doesn't agree on that. Are they truly my friend? And so we have to, uh, we, we manage some of that from uh, just an imprint, uh, footprint from um, Lafayette, but also like within teams, trying to make sure teams, hey, everybody's got different views. That's okay. You know, but it's, it, do we respect each other? Um, and are we empathetic? And I think that's a space that we are continuing to work on. And then I just say with the, uh, you know, with the NIL stuff, just it's been uh, hectic of, um, you know, what's the what's the most important thing for me? Is it the academics and, and is it is it, uh, you know, me playing on my sport uh, and me being with a coach that, um, uh, you know, is going to impact me long term um, or do I just care about the money? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what that's what kind of has come down to. You just mentioned three huge things i want to i want to get in each of them but i gotta admit the first thing you you brought up i wasn't expecting to cover today at all i'm glad you brought up this the mental health piece of social media and navigating that world you know we're not the three of us sitting here i wouldn't say any of us three are like old um but yet it's a whole new world like when we all grew up you know there's no twitter there's no instagram all that stuff and now the things that and having young kids of my own, you know, having some talks about how to navigate that world and, you know, the different pitfalls and things like that. Um, and we've talked about it on this podcast a lot. You know, some of the things that our guys deal with in terms of the fans reaching out via social media. And the one layer of that is you add on that basically everybody now gambles on just about every sporting event that's yeah. out there. Yeah. And so now you're hearing from you have a direct line from strangers basically. Yeah. And so what's your advice a kid comes in, has a bad game, you know, missed a whatever it is, got a penalty to cost them a game, missed a free throw, whatever it might be, and they're down and they've heard from, you know, hundreds of fans on their social media how bad they are. What yeah. where do you start with that? Yeah, it young is tough. Guy? It is uh, it, those are tough conversations to have with, with kiddos cuz um, you know, it, the like button now you can see not only does that person think that, but so do two thousand others. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so it's yeah. Like, yeah. It, it just it really has impacted them in a great way. So um, you know, what I try to tell them a little little bit of advice is try not to watch it during like just get off, ghost it during your season. Mm. Um, if you want to come back to it, come back to it. Uh, but uh, it, that's another yeah. way to just distract you from what you're trying to get accomplished. Um, so that's that's one thing I, I, I try to say is just try to ghost social media during that time frame. And then, um, you know, we, we try to focus on, on uh, you know, doing a lot of the mental health training stuff. So, uh, you know, doing some Q- QPR training and things like that uh, is, is important um, uh, for teams, teammates, coaches to do. Uh, so that, that way they can learn, you know, if there's signs of something that they can help each other out so uh not so much of how can you get off social media but more of is this stuff because we're living with it every day how can we help each other uh through some of these challenges 
Well, let's be realistic. To say just cold turkey, yeah, ghost, as you tough. said, social media, that's going to be tough. It's tough. For a college-age student. It right? is, yeah. You know, and the most disciplined, are, sometimes they're able to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, at least don't read the comments. Yeah. I mean, I don't read any. I don't read any comments. I read my feed. Yeah. And I post to my feed. I don't read any comments. I mean, I may... My phone may be buzzing because people are chiming in, but I could care less what they're saying, uh, especially from a random bot, you know, <laughs> with no name. Like, yeah, but you would agree, Elliot, much no easier picture. for a guy your age Absolutely. than a 19 or 20-year-old. No question. Yeah. And that's, I guess, that's the part that I have a yeah. great deal of, you know, empathy for them. Like, man, that is, they have enough on their plate. Yeah. They're trying to figure out life. Yeah. Okay. Not to mention... Doing it in the public eye, you know, we all got mm-hmm. to go to. Oh, you you were somewhat in the public eye when you were in college yeah. playing, but I got to do it just being a normal yeah. student. Mm-hmm. You know, I could I could show up to chemistry being a slob and nobody cared. You know, I, I didn't, <laughs> nobody knew who I was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that whole um, extra pressure of the kind of quote unquote celebrity status. Yeah, the one thing, and I always used to hear Coach Katie talk about this. When people would ask him about change, he would always say, players have not changed, parents have changed. Mm -hmm. How much do you see our young athletes? And again, Peyton works with all student athletes in our department. So when I'm talking about our athletes, it's not just men's basketball players, it's everybody. Um, How often do you see kids come to you and say, man, I'm having a hard time with mom and dad, to be honest. Because let's, let's face it, like, the amount of helicopter parents is not going down. At least it seems <laughs> nope. like to me. Nope. Nope. Yeah, yeah, I could yeah. be wrong, yeah. but COVID so. didn't help with that either. Isn't oh, that? Got, yeah. You know, and shoot, I, I, somebody probably tell me one day. You know, you're one of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 been interesting. Just uh, um, and I'm I, me too personally. I mean, I'm learning a lot too uh, with a nine and seven year old uh, to to be able to give them their wings and do some stuff every once in a while, but. Um, nowadays, though, it, uh, it we do have a lot of conversations with students. That's like, hey, I got, I, I, I need to have a conversation with my mom about or my dad about reaching out to to, to the coaching staff. How do how do I do that? Um, you know, I, I love them, uh, but they're not in practice every day. They don't see that. Hey, I I struggled last week, and there was a couple of reasons I struggled. You know, I had yeah. this going on and that going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I struggled last week, and they want to know why I'm not playing. Mm-hmm. I can tell you why I'm not playing. Um, yeah, they know. They know. The kids know. The kids know. They're like, but I don't want to have a conversation that that they're wrong um, and coach is right. And nobody was have that conversation. So we we have a lot of uh, sit downs, one on ones. You know, some authentic conversations uh, oh, about the, struck, the struggles of um, talking to parents about even when it comes to. You know when they get they get money and a lot of people don't understand this on the outside uh, looking in um, a lot of student athletes they may get money um, for uh, you know scholarship or whatever and, and some of the stuff that's left over uh, a lot of people are like oh you got plenty of money well some of that stuff goes home uh, mm-hmm. to help with bills and and things like that so uh, and some some student athletes are like hey I can't always send money home. I got to eat myself too, yeah. um, and so there's that challenge there that we're we're working with a lot of kids with um, uh, that have those challenges at home uh, to send money back. Do you find like kids are are willing to open up? I mean, I guess in a way you only really deal with the ones that are. Yep. Yeah. But is it challenging to try to communicate to everyone like, look, I'm here. Yeah. 
my staff's here, utilize us. And I'm, you're always going to get kids that are reluctant, but yeah. that's got to be yeah. yeah challenging just to kind of break the ice. So to oh, speak. yeah. yeah. And I think uh, for us, what we continue to try to do, and I think everybody does a nice job here, is um, – you know, not try to pry things out of you, but just build a relationship. You know, yeah, like yeah. we want to, we want you to know we're here for you. If you need us, we, we're here to talk. Uh, we can help you. We can advise you some stuff, but um, you know, ultimately we want to see you be the best version of yourself. And so if we can help you there in any way, um, you know, let us and get you with, hit with a, an assist. And I would, uh, hopefully I'm not overstepping my bounds here, but how often do you have a student athlete come to you and uh, the topic of discussion is transferring, right? It's for whatever reason, things aren't going their way. They're having a tough time, whether it's on the field, in the classroom, in the social environment. And how do you handle that? Yeah. yeah. So uh, not super often, um, but uh, uh, like we like to tell if, when they do come to us, hey, first thing I want you to do is go back, to just have a conversation with your coach. Uh, like that's the first thing um, that's the first thing I would if I was a parent I'd tell my kid is hey go back talk to a coach before you think about transferring um, if they've already done something like that then um, usually they don't have a lot of conversation but I, I'll, I usually tell them talk to your coach uh, there's probably something that uh, you guys just maybe a communication piece that you're missing out on um, but to, to have those conversations with, with the head coach and then uh, go, go through the process if you want to but um, you know for, for me there was back in my day there was no train like there was no transfer yeah, right and, you know you, you were there for four years and if if you left you're going home right yeah, so right. um uh, that uh it's different dynamic uh a little bit here but well, okay um, so let's go down the road because i've looked up your numbers yeah after your sophomore Uh-oh, season you were we like go. 17 points a game yeah you were coming back to the mac as the leading scorer in the conference yeah so if you fast forward those kind of numbers to today's world, yep. oh, there would have been a high, major. paid, oh, high, paid, ma- high majors are coming after yeah, you big time. Yeah, big time. You need to transfer and play here, Peyton Stowell. Yeah. We're, we're going to the NCAA tournament. We're a, we're a big time program. I mean, yeah. Yeah. can you put yourself – I know that's, I know. that's, that's it's all hypothetical. It's, it's, it's tough to think about. And, and I was, um, at that time, uh, was considering trying to come back come back home. And play at Purdue. Yeah, and play yeah. here. And not even – for scholarship, just like I want to be home, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, but uh, for me, Buckley was there. Tim Buckley was there. He's my. I was committed to, to to those guys in the locker room, and so I wanted to stay stay there. You know, I felt like I built I built a great relationship with the community at that point, and I was like, you know what, this is like a second home. Um, I know I was going to at some point have an opportunity to play back in Mackey, uh, wearing different colors, and that was odd, <laughs> right? But uh, it, it was a it was a great experience. But you know, it's uh, the grass isn't always greener on, on the other side, and I, I continue to think about that too. Uh, do you want to continue to level up? Oh yeah, definitely. But uh, uh, you know, knowing that hey, this is where I'm committed to has always been something that uh, you know was important to me. Rob, two really good questions, man. I, I'm I know, a little jealous. Tough. Those are just, those uh, tough. Those are tough questions. Uh, Rob brought his A game today. <laughs> I, <can't>. I just <laughs> I think of a guy in your position in modern day basketball, 17 points a game in a mid major. Yeah, that guy's probably rolling. Yeah, yeah, you know it. it no, it's, you're yeah. seeing it. No, you're seeing it today. Yeah, we yeah, see it all the time. Seeing so. it all the time. So it's uh, interesting how things are playing out. You know, you when you brought up the COVID thing, I never would have thought. I just I just started going to all the stresses of the missed season and all that stuff, and now kids are still grappling with eligibility. Like they get these extra years. Do I take them? Do I move yeah. on? Yeah. 
hell, do I transfer and do somewhere, you know, do that last year somewhere else? I mean, yeah. it's all across the board. So I, I went to that place. And then some of the things you just brought up with the COVID is, yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought, thought about that off the top of my head. It's just amazing the different issues that come up with the student athletes that you're kind of in the trenches yeah. with daily. You mentioned uh, NIL stuff, a huge, obviously, topic throughout college. Yeah. Um, and we talked in our last episode with Ken Halpin about that. He's He's been very instrumental here. You've been very instrumental here as we were all trying to wrap our heads around this and figure it out. As we talked in the last episode, there are no blueprints. There's no guide rail, guardrails. There's no guidelines. Yeah. Um, so everybody's just kind of creating this as they go. Yeah. Um, you've kind of come at this from a standpoint of great opportunities for for our student athletes, and also being a local guy too. Yeah. You know, a chance to kind of uh, it's it is a chance to kind of tie into the community as yeah. well. Yeah, definitely. There's there's opportunities for, like I said, some servant le- leadership. I think that uh, um, you know, as guys are in, in some of our female student athletes, male student athletes, as they're putting out there what their passions are. Yeah, uh, companies are starting to sit and figure out, hey, this is who I'm I'm dealing with. Uh, you know, there might maybe someone's interested in um, you know canoeing. I have no idea, right? Like they love to canoe. Like having like a camp to come so say hey you know mm-hmm. we want to yeah. connect with you on in this uh, aspect just come on out work with these kids we'll pay you uh, certain things like that it's, it's been interesting how um, you know we also tied in uh, like internships and jobs and things like that so we had a company um, shout out to, to Wabash uh, they they started a student athlete they knew they were gonna have them in the summer but they started them in September um, so they would be in you know, uh, weekly meetings uh, and be able to pay them. So not only are they uh, in these weekly meetings kind of fly on the wall, uh, learning how, how uh, uh, some of the things and operations are going on um, from a high level standpoint, uh, but they're also preparing for their internship uh, as they get there so they can hit the ground running. Um, and, and that's an NIL opportunity for them because the student athletes now is talking about on their social media about what they learned in their um, uh, their their monthly monthly meetings. So it's different ways that people are getting kind of innovative. Um, and then the play for the, the the company is they hope that the student athlete they did this nil deal with uh, could potentially work for them one day. Right. right. They're they're getting the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. I all the stuff that comes with nil it forces you to grow up pretty quick. Yeah. Because we we had these discussions early on. If you make if you let's say I, for argument's sake, I go out and cut a couple commercials for someone. Yep. And someone hand, hands me a check for twenty grand. Well, they're not holding my taxes out and paying my taxes. I have to do that. That's on. That's my responsibility. So now I go from a student athlete who just takes a scholarship check and and lives to now I have some pretty decent money potentially coming in, but I'm also with that money come responsibilities. Yeah. And so talk about that educational piece of like, that's the, yeah. the other side of the NIL. Yeah, like the financial literacy piece is, is uh, definitely interesting. So when I first started this in 2018, it was, uh, we got to make sure that they're prepared for life after sport. And now it's like, we got to prepare them tonight <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yes. because this financial literacy is so important for them to be able to take care of this money. Because at right. some point we tell the recruits too. Uh, and cursed student athletes at, at some point you're going to make some money and Uncle Sam's going to say hey we did good mm-hmm. 
where's my cut? Right. Yeah. And you got to be able to show and, and, and prepare that. So what we've done for our student athletes here is we use Influencer. Where they'll be able to, um, it's an app that all student athletes have. Uh, they can put their, their information in there and kind of lock and load, uh, lock and play um, with their, their tax info. And then at some point that's going to be tied to like a TurboTax or something that uh, will be easily uploaded uh, to make that process a lot easier for them moving forward. But uh, that has been a challenge, like making sure that you don't overspend mm-hmm. um, yeah. and keep hold something back uh, as well as, you know, as you collect money, uh, be smart. And, and if you can invest a little bit, that's a little bit. You know, right. spend all of it. Yeah. Well, now you know you went from um, you're just a an athlete you play to now. I need an advisor yeah. on where where to transfer or yeah. how to approach the next level. So now I have an agent involved potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, now all of a sudden I made some really good money and nil wise I need a tax guy. Yeah. Uh, and. Along with that NIL, I had some pretty good contracts come through. I need a lawyer to read them. Mm-hmm. It's it's mind blowing yeah. that the high level athletes who have all that stuff on their plate could basically need potentially three people. Yeah, I don't want to say working for them or on the payroll, but yeah. in yeah. a way, yeah. yeah, yeah, very much. I mean, imagine that. Not only you you worried about your academics. Right, yeah, we even uh, talked about yeah, it, staying eligible. About, <laughs> and you're worried about the, trying to be on the court or, or whatever playing field you're on. Because, um, I mean, that very much, I mean, some people don't realize the amount of time. I mean, we could talk about practice, film, and all that stuff, but the, the time you put in after hours, yeah, the, how important that is for you to even win uh, at the highest levels. Uh, and then social media, you're worried about that. Uh, you know, and then just taking care of your daily life of you know, learning how to live on your own, uh, those those challenges, and now you got to find a, a full time uh, staff to to help you with managing the NIL space. Like it's there's a lot of challenges for student athletes that uh, it's not an easy road as it may sound or it looks like on yeah, TV. Right? <laughs> you know. No, I think that's the thing that, and that's why it's I think it's good to have these conversations with folks like yourself and behind the scenes stuff. Um, that we can kind of shed some light on the fact that everything these guys are up against, you know, we, I know what our, I know the demands on our guys and yeah. I know that the amount of time that's required to be a basketball player, uh, to learn the playbook, to show up to practice, to lift, to condition, uh, then to do the academic piece as well. So there's, that's a full-time job in and of itself. Now you've added these other layers on there and these outside pressures that come with it. And, you almost need a class on time management, yeah. you know, yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's just, sure. it, it's just a, the NIL, and it can be what you want it to be. Like, we have some athletes that don't do NIL at all. Right, yeah. We have some others who are really have dove into it and do a really good job. But do you have, have you may, may not be, this may not be, a, have been around long enough for you to know, but have you had athletes that come to you that are like, you know what, I can't do it. I just need to focus on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Playing. Oh for sure. Yeah. Really. We've had a ton already. Like, um, hey, this nil. I appreciate all the opportunities because we're going to provide you different lanes for everybody. Um, but uh, we've had a lot. They're like, I, I don't have time for this. Like this nil. I'd love to make some money. Uh, and I've told a lot of parents, a lot of recruits, hey, Purdue University is like the land 
of opportunities. We're going to give you all these lanes that you can jump into if you're interested. But if you're like, hey, I just want to live, be a student athlete, like literally, I just want to worry about sports, athletics, or uh, uh, my academics, and, and have a social life. Um, I'm not worried about the NIL stuff. There's plenty of time for you to work. Uh, trust me. You know, I wish I was back in my days where I didn't have to work, you know, every single day. But uh, there's plenty of time to work. So enjoy your enjoy your college experience. Do you find the fact that you suffered not one but two significant major injuries as a college athlete does that help you relate to some of the student athletes that come into your office and uh, let's face it, they are one hundred percent hell bent on I'm going to be a pro athlete and. Yeah, and that's going to be uh, you know, yeah. that's where my path is taking me. Oh yeah, you're yeah. a guy that can say, well, yeah. even the best of us can get derailed here. Oh, oh, for sure, and and you know, and I like to as a as a former student athlete, I like to look at it and say um, there was probably nothing that anyone could have said uh, that would have um, taken my my focus or vision off of playing the league. Like mm-hmm. they can, hey, you know, this only two percent or one percent or point five percent make it. I'm like, hey, they're talking to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. they're not talking to me. I'm making it. <laughs> you know, yeah. so uh, that, that, that's nothing would have had me thinking otherwise. And I'm sure every guy next to me was thinking the same thing. Like, hey, they're right. talking to you. Yeah. You know, so um, uh, w- what I try to do and work with our with with, with any of our student athletes is come at it as um, you know, let's prepare you for if you got to talk to. To, to a GM one day, or you got to talk to a president in an organization, um, you know, if it's going to be professional, whatever it is, uh, they're going to interview you, you know, so you got to be ready in terms of mock, mock interviews. Um, and then you got to be able to have your little 30 second pitch of uh, how you can be an asset to their team, uh, what you're going to bring to the organization. And if you can do those things, then we can prepare you on the back end if you need to use it to get into an organization that's, uh, you know, if it's a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but to prepare them that way uh, still says, hey, my focus and is mainly on is is on basketball and, and or whatever sport it is and uh, and academics. Um, we'll, we can find ways to to be innovative to to, to get them there. Yeah, talk about that because you've done a really good job of preparing our athletes for life after college. Like, you know, our athletes give so much of their time to their sport and their um, their teams. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you put your head down for four or five years and then you come up and you're like, holy cow, I'm graduating here yeah. in like two months. And, and I don't, I've just, it's been ball for five years. Like, I don't, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you've done a great job of, of basically getting the kids early to have them think about that other than the last two months of their college career. Yeah. But also to... Um, the little things about preparing for interviews and the way to, you know, how to dress, how to act, what, what to have on your resume, all that stuff. You've done a great job of that, but how much panic is, is out there with these kids? Like, oh, they look yeah. like, oh my God, the end yeah. of the tunnel oh, yeah. is here. You and know, holy cow, we're, I'm not ready. We're, we're doing our best, uh, uh, our team, which is Paul Leaf, Candace Britton, um, and myself, uh, we're doing, trying to do, do as much as possible on the front end. So trying to track now our freshmen and sophomores, you know, what are your interests? So that way we know exactly where you're at as junior seniors. Um, so that way, uh, even if you don't want the help or need the help, uh, we're still helping behind the scenes and waiting on you because we're going to be here when you're ready. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, we've had some that, uh, that, that come to you, um, you know, at the end of the summer and they're like, hey, I graduate here next week. 
uh, <laughs> I need some help. And like, all right, let's let's get it done. We, let's hit the ground running. So, um, you know, we prefer not that to get in that situation. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. if we are, uh, we got so many great Purdue alums across the country mm-hmm. uh, that we it, it, they've helped us out in so many situations. Man, we've been we've been super blessed to have that that type of support behind us. Uh, you know, we, we were able to find uh, two student athletes um, that, uh, you know, they were, like you said, like high three, five GPAs, like sharp kids uh, that, uh, you know, had their focus on, on sport and academics and had their head down and just working a workhorse, right? Um, and they, they lifted their head up and was like, oh, shoot. You know, I didn't go to any networking nights because I got all this other stuff going on. Yeah. I don't really have a great network. Can you help us? Um, and uh, we were able to introduce them to some Purdue alums that uh, um, were then able to introduce them to some more folks, get them full-time jobs. To the people like listening that wouldn't necessarily think along these lines, um, what are the what are the three or four things that you would tell a prospective employer of why a student athlete might be a better hire than just a normal college yeah. kid? Yeah, the, the first thing I always t- say is pressure, like. You want someone to be able to, to operate in the highest levels of pressure, get you a Purdue student athlete. Um, then I, I just talk about you know, the academic side of it. You tie that together with the, uh, the challenges of being a Purdue student here, um, getting a real degree. Like uh, these kids are, are as smart as they come, the cream of the crop, uh, and then they, they can handle the pressure. And then, you know, the, the, the I, I would say here, um, and I may be a little biased, but. Uh, just the leadership from the coaching staff, like uh, to be able to be under a leader like a Matt Painter, like a Jeff Brown, like those are exciting things. You know, Katie, Katie's killing. Like to be able to to, to be under someone's um, uh, leadership for four straight years to hear what it looks like to to, to get a team and a culture in one direction, like that's something that uh, uh, you know it's invaluable. All right, so uh, those are things that I say. Hey. They've had great leaders. They've watched these. Are, these are technically their mentors um, uh, on on paper. Like these are student athletes that will definitely help. And then being able to juggle a bunch of things at one time. I mean, yeah, the time management. That. Oh. Yeah, I think that's huge. You know, so that's probably my top four. And also too, like they've unless you've gone through, nobody's gone through a college career and not faced a little, you know. A little adversity, a little adversity yeah. here and there. I mm-hmm. mean, whether it's a on the field or you know playing time or yeah. whatever it might be, um, you know, there's some of us that went to college and you know if you made good grades, what adversity did you have? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't get invited to the cake party on Friday. I mean, <laughs> you know, like it was like, hey, it was a great time. Like you just kind of cruised through, like, Ooh, this is great. Let's go work now. <laughs> this is good. And then you get in that real world, and then the yeah. first time your boss calls you and is like, hey, man, you need yeah. to get it going. You're kind of like, oh, hey, yeah, this sucks. This real world thing. What's this all about? Well, if you're an athlete. You've been calling the coach's office for sure. or something, or his yeah. coach sat you down or pulled you back on a bus trip and said, "Hey, man, you got to get it going. You're not doing this, this, this. I need this out of you." Yep. So those conversations is just it just amazes me how much we force the the athletes to grow up quick yeah. in a lot of areas. It is, yeah. Especially with compared to, like I said, somebody just going through yeah. life in general and not having the pressures that come along with sports. So yeah, I know when I graduated, uh, my first year. As a grad assistant, 
I remember I was like, man, this is going to stink not being a basketball player anymore. And then I, I started to realize, like, you know what? I get to go home for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of Christmas break is mine. Uh, and you know what? It's the first time I've ever gone on spring break. So I'm going to yeah. go on spring break right. for a year right. um, uh, and go home for my summers. Like, those were, you know, privileges. And, and it was good. But uh, I never I never give up my, my opportunity to play college basketball. It was, it was awesome. So, but, uh, those are, those are things that, uh, I look at, I look back and I was like, man, I, you miss a lot of that stuff and it's a sacrifice, but it, it's worth it. Yeah. So of the things you're, of the things you're doing now, what's the most exciting as we tape this, we're, um, a week away from the semester starting up. Yeah. What's something you're most excited about for the coming year of the, of the area that you kind of, oversee and the and the student athletes you deal with what's the most exciting aspect of this coming year yeah oh man there's a there's a lot of things um I, i'd say that uh, this year we're shifting gears a little bit we are going to start going team to team um and so we're we're going to do a better job of um you know getting acclimated with our our, our freshmen sophomores and juniors each class uh, and the seniors um and really start to track each one of them um, so going team to team, we're going to be able to collect every single resume at some point, have those on file as we're starting to kick those out as their junior and seniors. Uh, but to have those relationships uh, with every single team, uh, hit every single student athlete, uh, that's going to be our challenge this year. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm excited that our, our team is going to be able to get out there and, and actually get face to face with every kid. That way, if we see them, all, see them in the hallway at Breeze, which we see a, a ton of them in the academic center all the time. Uh, you know, they don't feel like they can't come into an office because it's a. I'm wearing a, a, a button up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we want them to feel comfortable. We want to have those relationships, uh, so that way we can continue to help them and, and maximize every potential they have uh, outside of sports. So I'm excited about that. Well, with NIL, everybody needs a resume now. It's not just for the seniors. Yeah, this is true. Man. Man. Jobs. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> okay, well, Peyton, we end each podcast here with a. Uh, four random questions as part of the final four, and I want to ask you those four questions now. So let's get it. First question here on the final fourth, Peyton Stovall. What is your go-to music of choice? Oh man, golly, I, I feel like I'm gonna get embarrassed on this. Um, you know, I, I'm a Jay Z guy, uh, so anything Jay Z, I, I, I probably listen to every single day. Really, every okay. day. Yeah. Now, uh, what do your kids listen to? Man. Um, they listen to a lot of uh, uh, just pop, just yeah, anything yeah. pop, yeah. yeah. Anything it's it's, and we got the the kids kids bop music. Oh yeah. Uh, so that is oh, yeah. yeah. All my good music, all my fun music it may have you know some choice words in it mm-hmm. every once in a while. It, it, they change it to to, to the kids' bop, and that's yeah, what I'm so, listening to. So, I believe that's channel 79 on Sirius XM. Yeah. Every parent listening knows that that's kids' bop channel. That's kids' bop channel. So yeah. what's that say about me? We don't we we go unfiltered. We Not just old, let, it well, let, let it rip. Let it rip. Let it rip. You gotta learn someday. Oh man. Yeah. So if it's just if it's just you and the wife in the car, what are you listening to? Uh, you know. Um, Whatever she wants to. Whatever she wants to. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, every once in a while we, we hit a little classical, you know, just uh um, but then we like some old old school stuff like some MJ, man. Just you know, we like we like Mike. We like Mike. So Okay. Know, All right. We Good stuff. It. I like that one. All right, second question here on the final four. What is your favorite all-time book or maybe a good book you've read recently? Yeah, my, I've got a lot of good books that I've read, but uh, the one that really impacted me, um, 
just recently, I've read it like a thousand times, just uh, Kobe, uh, the mama mentality. Like, I love reading it. Um, just, you know, I, and it gets me going. I probably read it at the start of every year. Really? Just to get That's me, cool. Yeah, just to, huh. to get, get the blood pumping a little bit. Because, um, uh, uh, you know, it, it's like a perseverance, like a, a battle with yourself. And, um, you know, it, it, it's it's an awesome book on uh, how to, to, to overcome some things. So. You know, he's one guy that I think your opinion of him, or at least mine, as you deep dive into him, changes. Not changes, I would say. I probably, like I always felt he was talented, but when you deep dive into who the person he was, he was a obviously driven. Yeah. If you want to be at that level, you have yeah. to be driven. But I think some of his... And his thoughts on things, his detail, his attention to detail on yeah. some things, a really, really impressive human being. Yeah. I mean, really impressive. Like the more you, the yeah. more you peel back, you're like, man, there was a lot to this dude. Yeah, that so he was much. not just a baller. So much, man. And his competitive level is just like through the roof. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, I think I can't remember who it was. Um, uh, one of one of the NBA guys, uh, analysts now, but he's talking about how he came into the gym one day. Um, and you know they were on the road with the Lakers, and Kobe was in there working out in the gym, getting shots up. Uh, and he said he got in there and saw Kobe, and um, you know he's in a drenched sweat, just pouring sweat. He'd probably been in there for an hour and a half, or whatever. Um, uh, Jay, let's see, I think it was Jason Williams. Jason Williams. Um, he said he goes in there, he gets his workout in. You know he's pregame and doing all those things. He's done. He's finished. He comes out, laces, unlaces shoes, and he still hears Kobe working out in there. On the other side, he's like, "Dang, Kobe's still working out, man. He's been working out for like four hours." He said uh, that night, Kobe had like fifty, just put it on him, just crushed him. And he said after the game, he talked to him. He's like, uh, "He's like, Kobe, why do you spend so much time in the gym before the game? I know you played well and everything, but dang." He's like, "Well, I heard you come in there, and I wanted you to know that I'm going. I'm willing to work harder than you uh, oh. in everything you do. Since wow. I want you to know." I'll outwork you. Mm-hmm. And so he stayed in the gym just a few minutes later mm-hmm. than when, when his guy left. I was like, that's, that's, I, that's the mama mentality. Yeah. You know? And so that's what I try to do. Yeah, uh, just a really astute person. I, I mean, I think if you don't really, you know, if, if, if a player is just a player to you, you don't know the behind-the-scenes stuff. He's, yeah. he's very impressive the more right. you get to know yeah. him. Yeah. Okay, uh, fourth our third question here on the okay. Final Four. Uh, if you could wave a wand and do any profession Oof. in the world starting tomorrow, what would it be? Man, that that one's tough, man. Uh, I obviously would love to play in the league uh, to get my little Jaden Ivey on um, <laughs> in, in, in Detroit. You know, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, that You know what? That, that probably That's probably my dream job is playing in the league. Yeah. yeah that's probably what I would do if I, I had could to wait it today. Yeah. Right. I could say instead he got to settle for noon ball and back. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Come back. Very that's similar. My, you know what? I changed it. My dream job is to play in the league and still be able to play noon ball. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do both? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's great, man. Well, we ask that of everybody, and the most popular answer is always a professional golfer. Really? Yeah. 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 See, I can't. I can't control the elements outside. So I, yeah. I like to be inside where you turn the AC up when it's mm. hot. Yeah. Turn the heat on when it's cold. So. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fourth question here on the final four. What is a little-known fact or something no one knows about you? Man. Um, yeah, I'm putting myself on front street here. Uh, Disney. 
like obsessed with Disney. Really obsessed. It's oh, a problem. What? That is a great yeah. answer. <laughs> it's a it's a big problem. Um, what? I know pretty much all of uh, <laughs> Frozen. Uh, I know mm. most of the songs there. And, yeah, and when, when I have the opportunity to sing out loud, <laughs> boys, I take a chance. <laughs> I took the chance. <laughs> wow. Didn't see this coming. See coming so no. are you, um, I don't know how old your kids are, but are they still on the Disney phase where like, they it's are. cool? Yeah. They, so this they, is going to be really interesting close. when they get to the phase when Disney is not cool to them, mm. but dad still is like, still oh, into that. Yeah. Well, well, I'm concerned about myself already because when I drop them off in the morning every day, I get I have an opportunity to do that to with the kids. Um, and we're listening to Disney jams in the car. I drop them off. When I get back in, it's still on, but the channel doesn't change. <laughs> you stay with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm destined for, for, for greatness and for, with Disney. Is your wife trying to get Disney NIL like deal. this? Is this a yeah? So I made her. I'm, I'm, I made her. She's transitioned into Disney fanatic as well. So, so um, this will be a thing when the kids are up and gone. You guys may you may be going down to Orlando during the summer. I think so, man. Really? Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, my Ooh. mind is so blown yeah, right is, now. Uh, now, yes. Rob, Rob has a look of disgust. <laughs> well, I was actually thinking I've, I've, met, Peyton's wa- I've, met, I've met Peyton's wife a couple concerned. of times. So she and Peyton would qualify for Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> that's much. for sure. Uh, but, boy, outside Hey-o. of Disney, I don't... Boy, that's, uh, that's, that's something. Wow. Yeah. That so. is... That is really interesting. Yeah, I can about quote anything from Aladdin to Moana. I mean, so what's your favorite? Okay, so if you had one, if you're going to a desert island, you could only take one Disney movie. <laughs> one Disney movie. It's what would it be? be? It's Aladdin. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I'm bringing Aladdin, and we're gonna rock it out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow! Wow! And wow! Bring Aladdin. Yep. That is fascinating stuff, man. I I just totally see you in a new light. <laughs> I mean, not in a good or bad way. Just it's just that's yeah. that's amazing. Disney fanatic. Now, do you get into? So, is that like a big? Uh, like, is that they have some of the you know books on Disney and the history of Disney and yeah. stuff? Are you into all that we'll stuff? Watch, we'll watch all of it. Wow, yeah, like the the history, you know, like the tunnels underneath, like yeah. all that stuff. It just fascinates me how they get it done. They got some it's some wild stuff, man. It's wild, like the the the, the stuff they have on there. The even the gardens from um, you know like a uh, some of the places where they feed all the animals and stuff like that, they they're making their own food. Like it's, it, I got to get into Disney one day. I'll be there. I, I'm gonna so get an IL deal. You're, is Disney Plus the most viewed? Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> without wow. a doubt, by everybody. Marvel's on there. I mean, they got yeah, Marvel yeah. and yeah. Star Wars yeah, and all that. Star- on there. It's actually it's it's a phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, we're on there. We're on there quite a bit. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, that's my plug. Disney, Disney, find me. Find that me, might yeah. be that <laughs> might be one of the best answers we've ever had on the little known fact. I mean, that was like well, that ranks right up there. That's the right top. up there. I mean, that's up there with Mookie Mave saying that he could. Uh, what was his talent? <laughs> Mookie. He could, he could uh, spell an, he could spell a word backwards like instantaneously. Yes, instant- oh, wow. when he heard it. Yes, that's he tough. He could do it. That's why like a second. And it was pretty impressive. We put him through the test and it was, Dang, it was Luke. But this is this is right up there. I, yeah. I love this answer. Dude. Yeah. Wow. Final four. That's yeah. awesome. All yeah. right. Well, uh Peyton, I want to thank you for taking time. Uh, and also just to uh, commend you for all the work you do with all our student athletes. It's, it. it's great. Um we uh we often see Peyton too catching practice, coming over watching a little ball and mm-hmm. uh and uh, he always makes the trip a couple times a year with us too to a couple road games so we always enjoy having him around and all the things he does for our athletes um 
and looking forward to this year. I know you'll bring in some speakers for the student athletes and getting those guys involved. We'll, we'll have you in to talk to our team. So appreciate all you do for our program. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it, Jan. Thank you. All right, that was episode 88 here on the podcast. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in, as always. And until next time, be curious, be informed, and be well. Good night, everyone.